Co. Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. Welcome to the Sages Among Us, everyone. I'm your host for this evening, Brian Buckley. And the Sages Among Us, as you know, focuses on people who are civically engaged and actively participating in the betterment of their community. Tonight, we're going to get the inside story of just such a citizen leader. You know, most people aspire to have a long and fulfilling life, and many are fortunate to spend a number of years as senior citizens. That blessing often comes with its own set of challenges, though, potentially in the form of increased frailties or diminished capacities. Helping people meet those challenges is the central mission for our guest tonight. Janice Maroletti is the Executive Director of Gold Country Senior Services. She graduated from CSU Fullerton with a master's degree in public health and is specialized in the field of aging for over 14 years, during which time she worked with multiple cities, nonprofits, and research institutions in Southern California developing services and programs for older adults. Since coming to Nevada County and joining Gold Country Senior Services, she's focused on establishing a senior center for the community. She also teaches part-time at Sacramento State University in the gerontology department and volunteers for a variety of organizations. In her free time, she tends to prioritize travel, spending time with her two dogs, two goats, two ducks, and 12 chickens, and with what time is left, binging on Netflix. Hey, Janice, welcome to the Sages Among Us. Thank you so much, Brian, for having me. Oh, it's definitely our pleasure. And uh, I just wanted to ask you, uh, looking at your resume and such, it seems like as though at an early age you identified serving the elder community as both a passion and a goal. How did all that come about? I think for me, growing up with my grandparents and living with them was really my inspiration and and really continues to be my inspiration. Um, Just sharing, you know, that relationship between a grandchild and their grandpa and their grandma and just that love, their stories. I was always just connected to older adults and I really think it was my grandparents um, shaping that. Great. So were you raised by your grandparents or were you just part of a multi-generational household? Multi-generational household. We lived with with our grandparents, um, you know, coming in from Mexico. That is a very cultural. You have your grandparents, if not living with you, definitely within the block, you know, so you could go spend any time you want to go, you go see your grandparents. So I, you know, live with my grandparents and, and really was there every single day with them and, and spending time with them um, was really such a great memories that I had growing up. Right, and, and not something that uh, everybody has. Uh, tell, tell us more about your formative years and how things were for you as a, as a child growing up. So, yeah, so, you know, being raised by them um, and and their stories and and sharing, you know, that 
kind of seeing um, the connection that they have to their community, to all their grandchildren, um, you know, I, and then coming here to the U.S. and, and you know, being separated by them and kind of building this relationship now uh, from long distance that we have to reshape. So that was challenging, but I think there's also a way to keep that connection going. Um, and mm -hmm. then my first job working as a receptionist in a um, research institute was really um, having those mentors, my coworkers that were, you know, professors trying to make a difference in the aging um, population and seeing that determination, that commitment, and seeing how they could make a difference uh, um, mm -hmm. really inspired me to go in this field. Right. So when you first uh, came to, to this country, you ended up being separated from your grandparents at that point. Is that what I understood? Yes, yes. So my my grandparents stayed behind. I was 13 years old, which was very challenging as a teenager mm -hmm. to see mm -hmm. that separation. But then also um, it kind of helped form this relationship long distance that I think um, it's also so vital. It, it, so the connection wasn't so much that you have to live with them. It was like we learned how to have this connection without without mm -hmm. seeing each other that often. Right. It had to become more intentional, didn't it? Yes. And, and I think that mm -hmm. is what we're seeing more in the culture in the U.S. Grandparents mm -hmm. may not live within the same block of their grandchildren. But, you know, how do you build those connections? How do you... How do you have a community where there are older adults, you know, that love children, you know, and now I'm in my 40s right. and I see babies and I'm like, babies, <laughs> right? <laughs> and how do, you, how do you build that connection and bring that harmony from different generations, um, especially the ones that want to work with children or want to work with older adults? How do you combine that? Because there's a special mm -hmm. connection there that um, I think anybody that grew up with their grandparents or with an older adult will tell you that that is a special bond that you have. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're currently the executive director of a, uh, you know, socially oriented nonprofit. Um, was civic engagement like that something that was modeled in your family or are you a pioneer in, in that direction? My So my grandmother, again, going back to my grandparents, um, my grandmother was very involved in her community and really bringing children into having a meal, you know, if they didn't have mm -hmm. their parents were working or whatever situation. And my, my grandma was very open, open her house for all for the children in the neighborhood, the same as, you know, getting involved with, you know, in Mexico, the towns have precedence or the precedent of the town to develop a park and, and really going out there, making her case. And I always was fascinated by how it didn't matter whether you knew how to read or write, because my grandma didn't. But the determination and the passion that comes with seeing a vision and how it can help the community, you can get that happen, making it happen. So I was always um, just fascinated by how do you create that passion and how do you help build your community for the better? 
So there's uh, still a park in that community to this day, thanks to your grandmother, huh? There's a park. There's there's so many things. She helped build a school um, and just very determined to just bring some, you know, resources and really listening to the community with what they needed. And for whatever mm-hmm. reason, it was not happening. And she just kind of mm-hmm. helped move things along so it would happen. Mm-hmm. Well, with the uh, perspective of, you know, 40-some years on this planet, um, looking back, was there a watershed moment or incident that had a large impact on the direction your life has taken since then? I would say my when I worked my first job, I was 18 years old as a receptionist. My only job was to answer just the phones, and I mm-hmm. my my boss at the time... Um, a PhD doctor, psychologist, um, was very influential in kind of guiding me and, and shaping and saying, you know, you could go into aging, you could try this, have you considered this? And, and really put that seed in myself and gave me that confidence to say, yes, I could go back to college and, you know, get my bachelor's. And he pushed me to say, well, what about a master's now? And I went back and I got my master's and it was that Mm -hmm. guidance, that mentorship of just sometimes you just need that extra push and that um, guide and then you Mm -hmm. can do it. Right. You mentioned, uh, you know, the the professor that that you were working for as a receptionist. Uh, Are there any other um, mentors? You also obviously have mentioned your grandparents. Any other mentors or or particularly influential people in your life you know i think all my co-workers whether i was working at um especially in the beginning of of my my career um and i remember you know when i went into um the hospital setting and i was working with alzheimer's patients and and in one of my my mentors there was um you know what the challenge for me was working pool full time having a daughter and then going back to school for my masters mm-hmm. and you know they created flexibility around that yeah. and, and 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 they allowed me to leave which you know to some people was huge for me it was like one hour that I could just you know drive to school get something to eat and go hit my three classes for for the evening and it was just that vision that they had that if one hour will make the biggest difference between going to school and not going to school, we will we will allow that flexibility. And and to me, that has been my vision too: is how do you work around the life happens, <laughs> right? And how do you work around and 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 help people meet meet what that vision that they have um, and that passion with some resources that they can help them. Mm-hmm. Well, given all all the things that you were doing at that point, it sounds like, uh, you know, some people helped you with the vision, but you definitely supplied the energy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, I was also in my 20s. (laughs) (laughs) That does make a difference, doesn't it? Um, So you seem to have established a solid career and roots in Southern California. What brought you to Northern California and Nevada County in particular? 
So we, again, I what coincidence and, and kind of just destiny that happened. We were, um, we had our house in Southern California. My entire family lives down there and we were happy. There was no reason for us to move. And we came up here by chance going to see Grass Valley. And it was just one weekend. And, you know, anybody that's been in this community knows it's beautiful. It's charming. Everything about what a community should be, it's here in Nevada County, and we fell in love with it. Didn't think we were going to move, you know, we thought maybe in the future when we retired, we'll keep coming back. And literally the next weekend we came back and we started looking, what kind of jobs do they have? And three months later, we both were in a house here already in Nevada County with jobs. And it just kind of happened so fast. Um, that it's unbelievable. And I can only say that everything kind of fell into place for us to be here and we could not be any happier. Great, great. Well, I'm assuming that the chickens and the ducks and the goats are recent additions. Did you did you bring any dogs with you or are those recent additions too? No, those are city dogs and they're still not as sure they want to live in five acres and be surrounded by the dark and, and all that. They are still city dogs. But yes, definitely the chickens. I have become a chicken lady. Um, you know, we have goats, we have ducks. You know, if it was up to me, we would have pigs and cows. But we're like baby steps, baby steps. And, and really embracing the amazing rule community that we have and the opportunity to um, not only live in a community that people know each other and, and help each other out, but also that we can have, you know, chickens and I give my neighbors eggs. And to me, that's just, I love it. <laughs> great, great. You're listening to The Sages Among Us on KVMR. I'm Brian Buckley, and we're talking this evening with Janice Marletti, Executive Director of Gold Country Senior Services. Uh, Janice, tell us about Gold Country Senior Services and its role in the community. Yes, so Gold Country Senior Services, the mission is to support older adults to live in their home as long as possible. So the two programs that most people know us um, by is the Meals on Wheels program where volunteers deliver meals to the home of seniors because they are unable to cook for themselves or they may not have the resources like family or friends. Um, that can cook for them and also our firewood program where you know living in a rural community we still have many seniors that depend on firewood to stay warm and volunteers collect trees they split them and then they deliver them to um, seniors that need in our community okay so uh, fuel for the body and fuel for the home are two of the the major services uh, anything else that, uh, you know, Gold Country Senior Services is coordinating or responsible for? And one of our big goals is we are hoping to establish a senior center in our community, giving, you know, more than 30% of the people that live here are seniors. 
um, you know, not having a senior center is, is something that we need to change in this community and, and, and really support our older adults. And we're going to start by having a senior center and, and really bringing the help of resources for them. So the agency purchased um, a building summertime on, on Colfax Avenue in Grass Valley. And our goal is to transform that um, restaurant bakery into a senior center with a coffee shop so we can um, generate some revenue to support the operations of the senior center. So that's our big um, to-do on our list right now is making that happen. Um, it's been a long time coming. I believe it's been 14 years since there's been a senior center in, in Nevada County. Wow. Well, that uh, sounds like you're well on your way to making that, that happen since you've procured a building already and you know, perhaps uh, some of the employees of the uh, that uh, coffee shop uh, might not experience too much uh, age discrimination. I, I, I would hope. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we're we're pretty excited. Um, you know, the biggest challenge was purchasing a building. You know, finding a location that could be our senior center. Mm -hmm. Um, and with parking and, you know, making sure that we, it would have plenty of space for the seniors to have classes and activities, bingo, which has been my number one requested, um, you know, idea from the community is you've got to have bingo. And so we're definitely adding that. And so now the challenge for us is now that we purchased the building, how do we remodel you know, remodeling mm -hmm. takes a lot of expertise and takes a lot of um, community, you know, mm -hmm. elbow to, to try to figure out how do we make the senior center um, and, and share that vision of what it, it should look, not just for the seniors today, but for the future seniors. Mm -hmm. um, and how do we make that happen? It's going to take a lot of people's ideas and support um, to open the doors. Well, you know, you, you talked about other people's ideas and support. Um, how can others get involved in this kind of uh, human help and care, person to person? If someone wanted to volunteer to help an elder, what are some of the steps they could take? So we, there's many opportunities to help older adults. We have, um, I think it's just based on what people may want to do. We, we have, of course, our Meals on Wheels drivers who deliver meals to seniors in need and they can go, you know, all over Nevada, all over Western Nevada County. And they will tell you um, that when they deliver the meal, they deliver more than just the meal. It's that connection to an older adult. It's that visit that many of our older adults have not been able to leave their house and especially with the pandemic and, and you know, in years now, and they don't have that social connection with people outside the community. So anybody going in to drop the meal, it, it's such a good connection um, and they build friendships. Then we have our firewood, you know, we have a dedicated group of volunteers that are out, you know, splitting the wood and doing hard labor, but really with, with the goal to make sure that our seniors and our community stay warm in the winter. So there's opportunities to do some exercise and, you know, learn to split wood. Um, and then there's also, you know, writing notes. We have a lot of our seniors that are having birthdays that haven't had anybody celebrate their birthday or even acknowledge it. So, you know, doing greeting cards, giving us, you know, all that opportunity that we can give to our seniors 
some kindness and have them keep connected to our community. And of course, with the senior center coming up, lots of ideas. You know, we need help from the artist community. How do we decorate the senior center? You know, don't leave it up to us. <laughs> you know, where are the experts that can can tell us about colors and, you know, themes? How do we create an inviting senior center for this community? What are some things that we can do at the coffee shop? You know, would you like to volunteer as, you know, provide your expertise, your ideas, help us, mm -hmm. you know, make this project a really community base that everybody was involved and helped shape it. Great. Yeah. Um, I, it seems to me that I, I saw somewhere that, uh, something even as simple as, uh, if you have a truck, um, is, isn't that something with the firewood program that if somebody didn't want to go out and spend days splitting wood, they could just bring their truck on a given day and, and deliver firewood. Is that something that people can sign up to do? Yes. So we're going to have three community events. And this is where um, we're going to start doing a lot of outreach to the community and have them help us. Um, the first event is going to be Saturday the 25th and also the following Saturday, October the 2nd. And this is where, you know, people can show up and just help load firewood into the trucks. Um, or they can bring their family and go deliver that firewood into a senior's home. So those are the community events where we bring everybody, children, the boys and girls um, come. And then also we have the high school teams. We have Bear River. We have Nevada Union. All the, the teams come together and they help load up firewood. And it's such a great way to see the intergenerational of the high school kids, you know, um, doing way mm -hmm. fast work. And then all of us that were just drinking coffee and we're like, they got this. <laughs> the next generation <laughs> energy, you guys got it. All right. <laughs> We're loading right. firewood so much faster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now, what I'm sort of on the other end of things, if listeners know of someone who could use some help with any of the services we've talked about, what should they do? Yeah, so definitely they should give us a call. And what we say is, you know, if you don't know or if you're not sure what services, just give us a call. We have case managers that can kind of listen to the to the information, and then we can guide you and, and provide some resources that the community um, may have. So, for example, if you're looking into some equipment, especially with the power outages coming up, and you're not sure how that works with PG&E, we can connect you with Freed, um, you know, which is our partner agency. Or, you know, we, can, we have contacts with PG&E. So giving us a call would be the first step, letting us know, do you know of a senior that needs meals? Do you know of a senior that needs firewood? Do you know of a senior that is isolated and really would benefit from having some um, connection, social connection? So whatever the situation is, this is where it's going to be so vital to have a senior center because we would have a location that people can just okay. come into and get those resources. But in the meantime, right. they can give us a call at 530-615-4541. And then just... Great. Let us know. Could you repeat that number one time too? 
Thank you so much for having me. 